welcome to Her Unrealistic Ways. Hi, I'm Molly Hamill, a former corporate executive turned spiritual entrepreneur on a mission to help women create unrealistic results in unrealistic ways, to rely on energy, intuition, and manifesting as much as action, thinking, and doing it all themselves. In this podcast, you'll hear me share insights from my own journey, as well as conversations with inspiring women who are creating their own realities. Let's get started. I'm so excited for today's discussion. My human design mentor, Emma Jensen with Connected Consciousness is joining us to discuss aligning with your unique level of discipline and consistency, because that's right. We don't all have the discipline of Tom Brady. <laughs> Learning this has been an absolute game changer for me and for the women that I work with. Being able to flow with and honor your fluctuating motivation instead of judging yourself and forcing when it's ebbing, honoring your design with consistency and discipline instead of comparing yourself to others and feeling like a failure. When we do that, we create such ease and it opens up so much more energy. So let's get started. Emma, I'm so happy you're here. So we're going to jump into it. Consistency, discipline. And for those of you who are not familiar with human design, first of all, you will probably intuitively know which one you are as we're talking about this. And if you want to grab your chart, I will drop the link below on the show notes on the website. So you can go grab it. It's super easy. It's free. And it takes like 30 seconds. So now that we've got that little admin task out of the way, I'm so excited to talk about this today because this completely changed my life, consistency and discipline, because we're raised to feel like, you know, we've been raised with very masculine structures. And a couple of years ago when my channel opened, it was just all about the shifting uh, from the masculine to the feminine. And unlike what a lot of other people are talking about it, my understanding is just, it's the balance between the two. So it's not like we're just shifting totally out of masculine, but we need the structures. We need the support. That's all very important, but it's like the uprising of the feminine to balance out the overdrive of masculine that we've been in. And we think of things like discipline and structure as very masculine. <sighs> I've been taking a deep breath as I say it. And so, you know, a lot of us have like, we feel like a failure if we don't do the same workout every day or do it as consistently or have the motivation to do it. And when I started working, with Emma and bringing her into my groups to teach my clients. Oh my God. It was like the keys to unlock the kingdom of living by your design. And so we'll just start riffing. Let's just go yeah. teach, teach so, them everything you've said. Okay. <laughs> Let me lose. So the, in the way that I see, even just the feminine rising, it's more even about all of us coming to terms and understanding what balance we have within ourselves yep. and aligning ourselves to that. So I don't see it as like, we're meant to all go to the feminine side because that doesn't work for everybody, right? Some of us need structure. Some of us need more flow. And mm -hmm. so it's more about becoming aware of what you are meant to be, what is in alignment for you so that you can give yourself permission to do that and to be that, and then to also give permission to those around you to be and do who they are and what works for them. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. And so from a human design perspective, right? Like, okay. So your chart is a treasure and trove of information of who you are. And so there are places within there that are going to tell you about consistency and discipline and motivation. And so the thing that, especially what you're just saying is that a lot of us grew up in a world that said you need to be consistent, mm-hmm. whether you are in, you know, school or work, or even the last few years, like when I was first getting into personal development and all of that, that stuff, like mm-hmm. there was a really big drive into, you need to be consistent in order to find who you are. You need to get up at 5. AM and work out in order to be productive. Like you need to be really, really consistent in order to have the life you need to have, or you want to have when in reality, that doesn't necessarily serve everyone. And if we're telling people that you need to be consistent all the time, that actually can drive them out of alignment and more into frustration and disappointment and anger and bitterness than allowing them to find their balance in their center and what works best for them. So consistency works great for some people and not the best for others. And it doesn't mean that you can't be consistent. It's just that some people are meant to be more flowy when it comes to their consistency. So if you allow yourself to look at your chart, when we talk about consistency and discipline, we're talking about the arrows at the top of your head. So just from a general standpoint, If we look at your arrows and arrows pointing to the left are going to be more masculine energy, it's going to be more structure, more framework, and arrows pointing to the right are going to be more feminine energy. It's more fluidity and flow. And so before anybody's like, but all of mine are pointing to the left and I am a gender female. What does that mean? We all have masculine and feminine within us. And these energies, these arrows relate to things like consistency, discipline, focus, and strategy. Mm-hmm. So those are the areas we're talking about from a strategy or not, sorry, from a structure framework or flow perspective, not your entire being as a whole. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the arrows, the top left arrow of your chart is going to tell you about consistency about yourself. So if that arrow is pointing to the left, you're likely somebody who's very consistent. If you have that arrow pointing to the right, you're likely somebody who flows more when it comes to consistency. Both people can be extremely successful at anything you do with either of these arrows. So whether you're somebody who, once you decide to do something, that you are going to show up and you're going to do it every day, no problem, because you've committed to it and it's really easy for you. Or you're somebody who has it pointing to the right and you're like, you know what? I may not show up every day to do this. However, I'm going to show up when it's in alignment for me and I'm going to do it. And it's when it, you find that you commit to something and you never feel like you never are consistent with it that's likely a really good clue that that thing's not for you, (laughs) that you're trying to be consistent at something that actually is not in alignment with who, who you are and what you're here to do. 
So there's a lot of honesty that has to come into this to see, am I actually being true to who I am or am I, am I forcing myself to be consistent at this thing? Because so-and-so said I need to, or this book said I need to, or society says in order to be successful, you need to show up every day and post online in order to be successful in your business. Uh, yes. I, I was taking deep breaths as you were saying all that, because I, there's been so many moments of me being shamed <laughs> certain right? circles that I ran because, um, so my, I am inconsistent, but disciplined. So I remember, for example, in Kundalini training, feeling like everyone wanted to make me feel less than because I didn't do my meditations at the same time every day. I didn't get up at four in the morning to do it. I was like, no, I do it when I can, you know, and that really worked for me. But giving myself permission to do that took a lot because it's like, well, everyone else is doing it this way. So what's wrong with you that you can't do it that way? And what that's really doing is like sucking the joy out of it, number one. Um, and number two, potentially creating feelings that we know to be when we're out of alignment, such as frustration, bitterness, um, feeling guilty or less than triggering what's wrong with me that I can't, you know? So I love, I love this whole thing. It's so important to share this because when you figure out, like, it's not only okay for me to be inconsistent in the times of day that I meditate, I'm just going with that example for now, but it serves me better. Like I'm actually going to show up in those meditations and enjoy them more. And I'm going to show up because I have, you know, I'm disciplined, but I'm going to show up. I'm going to do the work, but I'm going to do it in a way that feels good to me. It's like, it, that becomes joy. That becomes nourishing instead of white knuckling my way through something that's supposed to be like relaxing me and like giving to me. Right. I know it sounds so silly as you say it, but that's true. That's what we do is so much. We compare, oh, well, Emma does it every day at five. So what's wrong with me that I can't do it that way. And it's our first instinct is always to blame ourselves mm -hmm. for why it's not working when in reality we're out of alignment. Like it's mm -hmm. just a, it's a signpost that gets to tell us what we're doing or what we're committing to is actually just not, not what's meant for us. It's not in alignment for us. And mm -hmm. as you're talking about this, right. So the meditating, when it feels in alignment is going to push you not only in meditation, but overall in your life, yeah, more into alignment. <laughs> and you're going to yep. experience more satisfaction and fulfillment because mm -hmm. of that. And that gets to permeate the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're like, well, no, I'm supposed to do this at 4am. So I'm going to get up at 4am and do it. Even though meditating is something that you truly want to do, and it feels really good to you, because you're forcing yourself to do it consistently at a time that's not in alignment for you, it's going to push you more out of alignment mm -hmm. and more into frustration, not only in that part, but within the full spectrum of your life, because now you're forcing yourself into something versus allowing it to unfold in the way that is meant to for you. And one of the reasons I love human design, because it's so individual to the person because we're all very individual. And just because this works for, for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone, which is why I see a lot of coaches who only teach their method as the way being very detrimental to a lot of people who are in that beginning stages of self-development and awakening, because they see that as, oh, well, that's the way. And so that's how I'm meant to do it. 
And when it doesn't work for them, that's when we can get into that spiral of, well, what's wrong with me? Totally been there so many times of like, well, it works for them. Why isn't it oh. working for me? Well, yeah. I mean, those are the conversations that I basically have all day long, especially with online entrepreneurs. It's like, oh, we'll follow someone else's five steps or 10 steps. And no doubt that person created that method because it worked for them, but their design's probably pretty different than yours. And energetically, it gets us so out of, I, don't, I could go on a huge riff here and I won't, but okay. it's like, you know, we have such a pure energy, a passionate energy around the product or service that we're offering. And then we bring in all these energetically misaligned pieces of the pie. So our communication strategy is something that we learn from someone else, the way we close the call, the way we host, whatever it is that we're sharing, right? Like when those aren't in alignment, that's what's creating the struggle. (laughs) And it's simple to say, and like, everyone's like, oh, okay. But that is the truth of it because we're not, the authenticity that's felt with the product or service, the love that you have for it, then gets chipped away at with each decision that you make to partner something that isn't in alignment with it. And that's what we do. I'm using like a product or service as an example, but that's what we do with ourselves in the context of our conversation. We think, oh, it'll be a goal. Even if I know I struggle with consistency, I'm going to do this damn thing for 40 days. I'm going to see how it works out. And it's like, unless it's something now you and I talked about this because I did a discomfort cleanse um, at the end of last year. And that was an energy of devotion, meaning it was really important to me because I saw areas of my life that I was being complacent and I wanted to move some energy there. So I very consciously was like, I'm doing this thing. It ripped my guts out. I intended to do it for 40 days. And at day 22, it felt completely complete. And so I gave myself permission for that to be it. But I can guarantee you five years ago, I would have white knuckled through the extra 18 days, even though who cares? Like it was my mind that was like, oh, let's do 40. Cause that's what I used to do. You have to be a good finisher, right? <laughs> right. Like how many times have any of us heard that you need to right. be a good finisher in order right. to be whatever. And it's like, you finished always. what you started. Yeah. Yeah. Like you well, did finish it. I did finish it. It just like, wasn't by the definition of my mind. I moved the energy, right. which was actually finishing it over, you know, doing the daily ritual that I had around it for 40 days. It took 22. I mean, I could go on a whole riff too. of just like, (laughs) this is why like understanding who you are and your own intuition and how you're meant to go through life allows you to flow with your life in a way that's much more co-creative and much more uplifting than like you're saying, like forcing and pushing and white knuckling it because this is how you're supposed to do it or how you should do it or how people have told you you need to do it as a kid in order to be successful and have all the money and all the things. And it's about ripping away those layers to find out actually what is important to you. Who are you? What, what are you here to do in order for you to like fill into that? We digress back to discipline. <laughs> so, and also okay. just to, just to say quickly, like for those of you who are listening, cause we were talking a lot about like being actually inconsistent, but for those of you who are listening, whose consistency and discipline arrows are facing left, this information is valuable for you to know in your business, because you might have customers, you might have clients who are wired different than you. And like Emma was just saying a minute ago, when you try to teach your way, instead of instead of flexing it into their design, it's going to get a completely different result. And also for people like just in your family, people who are left consistent and disciplined, they can look at someone else and be like, that person's lazy because they don't do it like I do, you know? And so it can, 
you can also listen to this information through those ears and eyes, understanding why someone is not as consistent as you. This is probably what's going on if you pull their chart. And I'll let you go, but share what you're going to share. But I just wanted to point that out for people who are listening, who are like, I don't resonate with being inconsistent. I am. (laughs) Yeah, no. And I love that too, because it's so important. And I see such a ripple effect within human design where people start to learn and understand themselves, which then gives them a deeper understanding of that there's other types of people and other ways of being. Mm -hmm. And that becomes, there's more acceptance for themselves, but also for others in their world. And there gets to be this really beautiful ripple effect. So that's the top left arrow consistency. So you may be somebody who consistency comes really easy to you. And you also may be somebody that you find that you're a little bit more fluid when it comes to consistency. You maybe find that it's difficult to show up every day to do the same thing Mm -hmm. all the time at the same time. Cool. Great. You get to flow with life more. Allow that to be a truth. Allow yourself to experiment with that Mm -hmm. and see what comes comes of it. Now, the bottom left arrow talks about discipline. So if you have this arrow pointing to the left, you're going to be somebody who's very disciplined. Discipline's going to come really easy to you. And if you have this pointing to the right, you may find that discipline is a little bit more difficult for you. So whether it's showing up to do the same thing every day in the same way at the same time, whatever that may look like for you, that maybe you're meant to do things a little bit more varied. Mm-hmm. and not always the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's starting to see how these things play. Now, if you have either of these one to the right, one to the left, which Molly and I both do have one, one of these, my consistency arrow points to the left, but my discipline arrow points to the right. And even if you have a right facing consistency and left facing discipline, it's, this is likely going to show up the same way is that if you're somebody who may be committed to like, If you say like, I'm going to show up to the gym, I'm going to the gym every day. That may be something that doesn't always come to fruition for you because you may find that going to the gym is really difficult some days. And so it may Mm -hmm. be that you don't go to the gym every day, but that you work out every day. So maybe one day that you do to the gym, another day you go for a run out your front door, or you do Mm -hmm. a circuit workout at home, or you go for Mm -hmm. a swim, or you go for a hike but that you're still showing up, fulfilling the the spirit of the thing that you committed to, but in a different way that's more in alignment to who you are. Because if you force yourself to go to the gym every day and you have one of these facing to the right, you likely will find that you become more frustrated or bitter or angry or irritated because you're forcing something to happen that's not necessarily in alignment for you. And so allowing yourself to flow with what feels most in alignment for you. And you can take everything I'm saying and use it for good or for bad. And that also is part of the process. That's part of the journey is to potentially use this as an excuse of like, well, she said, I don't have to go to the gym every day because I have one point of the right. So I'm just like, not going to do anything for four days. And it's like, that's not necessarily what I'm saying. However, you may need to make that kind of commitment to yourself in order to see what, how things flow for you, because Mm -hmm. you will find that if you use this as an excuse or you use the, the positive of it or the, the negative of it, whatever, 
you use the side that's less in alignment for you, you're going to find yourself in your not self theme. So if you look at your chart, you'll see something that says not self theme. You will find yourself in that emotion. If you are doing something out of alignment to yourself from a consistency and or discipline slash overall kind of standpoint. It makes so much sense. It's all really, really hit home after becoming a mother. (laughs) Oh, I bet. (laughs) Because, you know, when you have, when you have a youngin, the sleep thing is very unknown. And so, you know, for me, when I was in corporate, it did feel good to most days, get up, go to the gym and like be bright eyed and bushy tailed. And then I had a daughter and I was like, the only time I get to sleep is from 4am to seven. So I'm not getting up to like go to the gym right now, you know, but it can be hard to deprogram from that. And I see how it works. So Emma used to come into my program, magnetize and this piece of it, when I saw the women practicing it, it's, it's life-changing, but there's a period like you shared where giving yourself permission to play with it and to see what works it takes a lot of courage because a lot of beliefs have been built up around structures. Like we talked about earlier that you have to do it this way. If you don't do it this way, you're a failure. And so we talk on this, this podcast is her unrealistic ways. It's been unrealistic in, in this world to prioritize your design, Yeah, you know, to like live in alignment with the way that you're designed instead of seeing a role model and being like, I have to do it their way. We're kind of in a space now of like, who says, and does that feel good to you? Right. How is that working for you doing it in that way? And I mean, speaking about unrealistic ways, let me just drop a little tidbit on you guys. I think I know what you're going to drop and I'm excited (laughs) (laughs) because this one just blows my mind all the time. So 70% of the world is not motivated all the time. 70% of the world is in alignment when they feel super motivated one day and super unmotivated the next day, that is a hundred percent normal. And that is how you're meant to go through life. Only 30% of the world is meant to be motivated all of the time. If you're forcing yourself to be motivated all of the time, and you're part of the 70%, first of all, you're not going to be as productive or as motivated because you're forcing yourself through something that isn't actually how you're meant to do it. If you allowed yourself to capitalize at the top, when you feel super motivated and allowed yourself to rest at the bottom, when you don't, you're actually going to be more motivated and more productive than if you're like, no, I'm going to force myself to be motivated all the time. But also you're robbing yourself of that space for the motivation to drop in, for tidbits, for divine inspiration to drop in. You're somebody who is meant to have this wave so that there's space for things to drop in. But if you're not allowing space, you're not allowing whatever needs to come in, divine inspiration to come to you. Now, if you have, if you are part of the 30%, and you are meant to be motivated all the time. It all depends on if your heart is actually in it. So just because you have the capacity to be motivated all the time, doesn't mean you're going to be motivated all the time, especially for things that aren't for you. So if you find 
that you're like, oh, but I want to be motivated to write a book. Well, if you don't feel motivated to write that book ever, then maybe it's not time to write that book because your heart is not in it. And if you're not, if you're not feeling that flow, then everything else is, is not going to flow with you as well. We're looking for the flow of life. And so allowing yourself for, for both of you. So if you are part of the 70% who are not motivated all the time, it's also looking at if you find that you like you're motivated, you're unmotivated and you're like, okay, cool. She said, if I'm unmotivated, I don't have to do it. I get to just rest and I get to wait for the motivation to come. If that motivation doesn't come, if that motivation is like days, weeks, and you're still waiting for it, that's a really good clue that that thing that you felt like you're supposed to be motivated for or by isn't actually something that is for you. It's so interesting that you say that. And oh my God, we could talk for three hours about this because just giving yourself permission to live life like that is really challenging for a lot of people. And this is on the longer term coaching that I do with people. This is a big thing that we work on. And it's like, I see women and I was there once too. Like, it's really okay to take a nap this afternoon for an hour because I'm exhausted and I don't feel motivated. I'm like, yeah, not only yes, permission granted, but you're going to have that energy after when you honor this wave that you're in. And the thing that you want to get done is going to take like literally two minutes instead of 20 days, you know, when you learn to ride that wave of motivation, you know, there's so many things with human design and we're just jumping into a few little things here. But what made me laugh when you say that is that I I had the idea for this podcast in like December of like two years. (laughs) And another aspect is like learning to trust your other parts of your design. And I it just, it hadn't dropped what this was fully until the beginning of this year. So it was almost like, it was like 14 months later. And had I been the way I used to be, I would have launched this like 14 months ago and it would have been completely out of alignment. It would have drained me. It would have sucked my motivation, like the whole thing. Because when you learn to live with your design, it's like, the timing of things almost becomes irrelevant. And I know that's like, it's easy for me to say, but when you really truly lean into it, and for me, it's trusting my sacral. It's like when the beat drops, the beat drops. And then I know, and it's like, the time is right. The motivation's there. Everything's there, which is a conversation for another day, but that's where ease comes in. Yep. So for me during those 14 months, it was like a curiosity of like, I wonder what this is going to be. I wonder when this is going to drop instead of white knuckling it, sucking the joy and forcing which is like my whole history of my life. So that's really like the gift of when you can lean in and start trusting some of this and letting this work for you instead of you doing all of the work that the miracles really happen in your life. That's a big thing. I'm not suggesting today you hearing this one podcast that you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to just put off this thing for 14 months. I'm not telling you to do that. But like what Emma said, maybe tomorrow you take some things off your plate and reschedule them to next week because you're not feeling the motivation. Maybe you're feeling motivated to do something else tomorrow, like catch up on some of the administrative stuff. And especially for women, I find that this correlates with our cycles quite a bit. If you're someone who has inconsistent access to motivation, it correlates a lot with your cycle, like perimenopause, hello, things are very irregular. However, 
I love when the period comes because I know the clarity is going to drop in. So I don't force like having to have the answer to certain things because I know that in that space, the left and right hemispheres click together. And it's like, here's the answer. <laughs> so I don't have to force it during the week. Cause I know like that clarity is going to come through and without fail every time it does, but that's building trust with your body. That's building trust with your design. And that's the stuff we're not taught to do. Fully. We're taught to like, go brainstorm, go figure it out, go get it done. Has to be done right now. So we're talking about stuff at a high level that when you start applying it and playing with it, it triggers a lot and it takes a lot of courage, but the evidence appears very quickly. And like you said, like the energy opens up, like you end up having so much more energy when you learn to live in your design with your consistency or inconsistency with your discipline or without your discipline. Fully. And you're going to experience more satisfaction. You're going to experience more success, more peace, more joy in your life because you're allowing yourself to be who you came here to be. Now, it's not necessarily super easy, right? Because we have all these layers of conditioning that we have taken on and believe to be true that now is time that we're, we're starting to shed, which is why having support gets to be so helpful because they get to reflect back to you. Yeah. You know, this is the trueness of who you are. I've been there. I can help you. And we can walk through this together as you shed these being shed these layers and step into more of being who you are, because this is a journey. Yeah. In human design, they say it takes about seven years to fully decondition and and live like into who you, who you truly are. Mm -hmm. Because even if you don't know about human design, but you've started getting into personal development work, that can technically be part of that seven years because you're starting to recognize yourself. You're starting to understand who you are and what's not for you and who's for you and how you're meant to show up into the world, because it's all, it's all leading us to the same place. It just takes different people and places and things to get us to the ones that truly, truly resonate and allow us to go even deeper. And so it's allowing yourself to follow those steps or breadcrumbs or whatever that are leading you to the unfolding Mm -hmm. of who you truly are Mm -hmm. and giving yourself permission to try it out along the way. And that's something that I loved when I started learning human design through you, because I organically had kind of drawn my light in the sand with certain things in my life, not knowing that it was actually human design related, like human design, put words around what I had already been doing. And it was three years ago in March where I was like, I'm just listening to my gut over my head. I didn't know that's my sacral response and what's in human design, but it's helpful to have language around it. Um, so I like that. That's what you said. Cause when you say seven years, that sounds very overwhelming girlfriend, like seven yes, years, but organically people are doing a lot of it or questioning a lot of it before yeah. they're even become aware of what this is. Yeah. And I think it's also really important to understand that human design is not something that you're meant to implement overnight. It yeah, is yeah. a lot of information. It is a lot. This is a very, very small portion of the oh, entirety yeah. of a chart. Yeah. And so I think also hearing that, at least for me, it like feels like a breath of fresh air. It feels space mm-hmm. that there's this time and space to step into everything. Mm-hmm. Because if you're like, oh, I have to do all this now, look at all these things I need to like start doing. 
it can feel overwhelming and it can be a stop before you even get started into your own journey of becoming yourself because it just feels like there's too much. Yeah. So it gets to be this spacious journey because there's things that I heard in some of my first human design readings years ago that are just starting to resonate now, like years later, because I'm like, oh, because I've been able to decondition far enough to where now I can fully see those and accept those for what they are and be able to lean into them in a much deeper and meaningful way. That makes so much sense because I mean, Emma and I, we are reading the same book and it's like certain lines will just, whatever you just read the line and you're like, okay, no big deal. Like it doesn't make sense at all. Or it's not that it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't resonate. You're like, okay, nice, sweet, whatever. And then you read it again at a place where your consciousness is different. And you're like, holy fucking shit. Did you read that line? You know, where it's like that line changes your life. And so what Emma's talking about is like, as you do some of that deprogramming and unlearning your consciousness shifts, and then you're able to take in on a deeper layer, something that just went right over your head the time before. Fully. So this is a practice. I mean, and I still will get triggered because we've been growing muscle, building muscles for many, many years, a lifetime, right. And maybe multiple lifetimes of doing things a certain way. And so our mind gets triggered, you know, the thought of doing something different. So what I would love for those of you who are listening is just to tune in and see like, where am I forcing? Like, First of all, look it up if you want to. You probably, after just hearing this conversation, have a good idea of where, would you, if you're le- right or left on these two arrows. Yeah. But I'd love for you to just tune in and like, where am I forcing it instead of flowing with my design and allowing it? And I have to tell you, this is something when I do just these four arrows on the entrepreneur energetics calls, like there's usually such incredible relief from people on the other end, like just these four little factors. Because they organically know that to be true, but they haven't given themselves permission to take action on it or to be that way. So look at yours if you want, or just tune in and see, and like, where are you forcing things, making yourself do things in a way that aren't aligned with who you truly are, because that's going to free up the energy. It's going to free up the frustrations and the other things, right? So there's first of all, and second of all, the mind wants to then go to like, well, oh my God, judging that I've done this wrong for all these years, or like, how can I fix it? Like the mind's a beautiful thing, but it has its little, you know, nuances. And so I would invite you, you're going to hear me, you've probably already heard me and you'll hear me again, frame it this way, asking the question, like, what would it be like for this to be different? What would it feel like for this to be different? So you're not going to solve the world's problems, meaning your own inner problems, like today, because you've been probably doing things a certain way most of your life. And it takes a little bit of consistency to to shift in whatever way that you're consistent. Yeah. Yes. Right. And everything with human design too, it doesn't mean you have no discipline or no consistency. It's just like, it's not as accessible. It's flowing. You're flowing flowing. with your consistency and you're flowing with your discipline. Yeah. Like what would it feel like for me to do this a little different? What would it feel like? So not even forcing yourself to be like, I got to completely revolutionize like my whole like meditation practice or anything like that. Like even just lean into the energy of like, what would it feel like to make this shift? Again, something else I'll talk about a million times is like our thoughts are a certain vibration and they're the densest because everybody in any spiritual practice you study, it's like the mind is the most dense thing. And then we have emotions that are a little higher. And then we have 
And then we have intuition. We have our aura. We have the other realm that we can't see. And that's the highest vibration. And so when we can lead any shift from that energy of like, I wonder what it would feel like. I wonder what this would be like and tap into the wonder and all of it. And my body just took a breath. You're organically bypassing a lot of what the mind is going to try to do. Convince you. Yeah. Convince you, unconvince you, yeah. <laughs> trigger you a lot of it. So as you're thinking about this, if this resonates with you and you want to play with it, that would be my recommendation to come from that perspective of like, what would it feel like? What yeah. could this be like? Just get into the wonder and awe of it without even getting into like the programming of it. Fully. And I would, the only thing I would add to that too, if that feels resonant as well is becoming aware of Mm -hmm. you in, in your life and in your moments. So when you are doing something and you start to feel frustrated or bitter or depleted that you just become aware of like, oh, isn't that interesting that I'm doing this? And I really felt like I was motivated or I thought that I needed to be consistent and I'm now in the moment of doing it and it feels really hard yeah. and I feel like I'm forcing and I'm pushing. Isn't that interesting? doesn't mean you have to stop just like become aware because through becoming aware and being more conscious in your awareness of your experience in life, you'll find that making changes become way easier yeah. because you're so aware of how uncomfortable you are that you can no longer accept it. And so making a change is almost no longer not an option and it it can help you in making some of those scarier changes because now you're like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I have to try something different. Yeah. And then allows you to go into what, what does that feel like? And, and what can I do differently? And all of that good stuff. Totally. And it does, it makes it easier when you have a community. So share this yeah. with some girlfriends and digest it together because when you're kind of doing it on your own, it can be a little, you're going to have moments where you're going to question all of it because the mind wants evidence and the evidence actually will come fast Mm -hmm. because the results will come fast. You're going to have more energy. You're going to have, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot. You're going to think there's going to be so much easier. Yeah, Yeah, totally. So much more ease. Yeah. Um, But until that evidence appears, and by the way, when the evidence first starts appearing, you're going to be like, oh, that was random. Like you're not even going to give it credit, but the credit's too, you know? So having some people, I mean, I always have programs going, you can follow either of us because we talk about it a lot on um, Instagram and all the places. And Emma pretty much comes and presents in every group program that I do because (laughs) (laughs) I'm such a believer in this because it puts language to- It makes it tangible. Yeah, it makes it tangible when people can see things. So is there anything you want to share before we wrap this up? The only thing I want to say is that I truly hope that regardless of there's something in here that truly resonated with you or not, that this conversation gives you permission to be more of who you truly are Mm -hmm. and who you feel deeply in yourself that you are. And that maybe you've been hiding or pushing down or making different because you felt like that's how you were supposed to be, but that this conversation gives you that licensing to start to step into who you truly are, your authenticity in a deeper way, whether just with yourself or with the people around you. A hundred percent. And what's interesting is you'll notice the ripple effects of when you start doing this automatically, you don't even have to talk about it. People will become curious because they'll, they'll see a difference in you. They'll feel an energetic shift. 
And that's kind of the magic because then the like trickle effect happens of people being inspired by just how you're operating without you (laughs) trying to sell it or anything else. Um, People feel that difference and they get curious. And so then before you know it, you're going to have a whole community. (laughs) And it's around you. Yeah. Yeah. The best kind of community. Absolutely. Okay. So where can everyone find you? Uh, You can find me on Instagram at emma.in.design. And you can also find me at my website, connected-consciousness.com. And I have a YouTube channel, but you can find it somewhere in one of those places. I'll drop Um, all the links below on the the notes here on my website. And I'll just mention too, because Ranger's in the background there, um, (laughs) that I can see his little face, his big face. Uh, Emma is also a crazy, amazing animal intuitive. So we're not talking about that today, but if there's anyone out there who needs those services, I use her with my dog miles and she's been incredible and known. I, my vets are like, what did Emma say? Because she's always so accurate. (laughs) So sweet. You know, total sidetrack, but anyway, um, thank you so much for being here. And for those of you listening, I'll drop the human design links below as well. Um, on my, the link on my website, um, so that you can grab your chart if you feel like it. And I know you will be back sometime soon because there's just so much more to share, but thank you for today. Emma. I appreciate all your wisdom. Thank you. All right. Bye everyone. Talk to you next time.